the coveted alien episode that I have never promised before, but I'm giving it to you now. Um, Reason being is that aliens have been all over the goddamn news lately. They're here, apparently. I've been talking about it. I think every day I've mentioned something about aliens this entire week. My TikTok's been flooded. I've seen it. I've seen it more on the news now than I've ever seen it before. And this isn't just like they mentioned something like they heard a sound in space. They're like, nah, this shit is all over the place. There's there's crafts flying around. This whistleblower used to be in the Air Force, recently got out, filed a whistleblower complaint. Um, the trick. There is a reason why whistleblower complaints are important. It's not just um, like filing, just you being like, oh, I'm going to be a whistleblower and you just start telling people fucking information. That's not really whistleblowing at all. That is kind of a whistleblower, but a serious whistleblower. Like if you work for the government and you have a complaint and you're like, I'm going to be a whistleblower, there's actually a process you have to go through. Um, there's not a, it's, it's like a serious thing. You can't just like launch one of these things without proper reason. So a whistleblower complaint refers to an allegation made by an individual, typically employee with an organization indicating some form of misconduct has occurred. We're talking about the government in this one. So step one, you file a complaint. The whistleblower usually files a complaint with a designated agency or individual within the organization. That's pretty much like here. Here's the problem. Here's the organization and here's the problem within it. Anonymity and protection. Many jurisdictions provide legal protections for whistleblowers to prevent retaliation. So like once you're doing this, like you're kind of in like the witness protection tier of um, being protected for speaking up because if you speak up and they just fire you, then no one's going to believe you. You're going to be like, oh, you're, you're a disgruntled employee. So they try to keep you anonymous. You're kind of like a, an informant at that point. And then they investigate. So once you launch it and they're like, this is actually, there's actually proof here that something's going on, then they investigate. Uh, sometimes it's by a third party or sometimes it's within that government structure. Usually it's there's a, Q, a quality assurance or in the Air Force, we have OSI and their whole job is dedicated to investigating these types of things. And then remediation. So they're like, all right, we did find X, Y, and Z. Here's what we're going to do. And here's how we're going to fix it. Usually they move you out of that area or you're just quitting at that point because I can't work for this kind of bullshit. And then in some cases you get a reward like you just saved the government or this organization a shitload of money by reporting all this nonsense so to my original point i digress is this dude filed a whistleblower complaint which means it has to get investigated and there was substantial substantial evidence to conclude that what he was saying wasn't just made up or he was being like a disgruntled asshole so they're investigating this whole thing and now he's on the news saying like no there's aliens i've seen them we work with them we've been covering it up and this isn't like some yahoo like this is an air force guy he's not like a weirdo that's been living in the woods and he's like oh 1980 we did this like he's like no we've been doing this up until like last month when i quit like so he's he's on top of it so my whole news feed has been flooded with alien shit so we're gonna de- we're gonna dive into it today special investigative report from your boy um and we're just gonna get into it. we're gonna get into what the hell is going on basically um so so here's what we're gonna cover today here are the bullet points we'll discuss the drake equation which is a probabilistic probabilistic argument for estimating the number of active communicative communicative alien civilizations in our galaxy and then we're going to contemplate the fermi paradox if there are a significant number of extraterrestrial civilizations, why haven't we detected any signs of them? That's what the Fermi paradox kind of says. Then we'll talk about the potential solutions for the Fermi paradox, including the rare earth hypothesis, the great filter, 
the zoo hypothesis and the idea that they're unobserved, the transcension hypothesis, and the possibility that communication or space travel is simply too difficult. Leading right into the probability of alien existence is a topic of hot debate. So we're going to get into some of the stuff that's going around the news a little more. And then we're going to cover what would change if aliens just landed here right now. Like if there was just like Central Park, they just landed. And we're like, what do we do now? So we're going to get into the NASA guidelines, the SETI guidelines, the UN guidelines, because there's guidelines for there's guidelines for guidelines in the government. If anyone knows about government spending, this is how it's spent. And then we're going to wrap it up with, I guess, my personal opinion on if aliens exist. I'm pretty sure you've heard this before, but we're going to wrap it up there with that. So this might be a little longer of a podcast. Forgive me for that, but it should be interesting enough. I put a little work into this one. Um, And yeah, we're going to let it roll. Okay, so the probability of aliens existing. It's difficult to put a definitive number on the probability of extraterrestrial life existing because many of the variables involved remain uncertain. Many scientists would agree that it seems likely that life exists elsewhere in the universe given the vast number of stars and planets, but the probabilities can range widely depending on the assumptions one makes. If we use the Drake equation as a rough guide, we can make some reasonable assumptions. For example, that one in five stars has an Earth-like planet in the habitable zone. We might estimate that there are perhaps thousands or millions of civilizations in our own galaxy. In our galaxy alone, however, this is a rough estimate and could be very off by by many orders of magnitude. So what they're saying there is, let's just assume that based on us being a civilization around a star in the habitable zone, that means it's got to be somewhere else at least one other time. It can't just be us, right? And then you multiply that by how many by how many other stars there are with planets in the habitable zone, then you just multiply, then it's a math problem at that point. And then they're saying, like, with that, with just that information, you're going to be like, well, there should be millions because there's billions of stars just in our galaxy. So there should be millions of civilizations, but obviously we don't see any. So they're, we're like, well, maybe that's just fucked up math. Maybe it doesn't make any sense. The Drake equation, the definition of the Drake equation is a probabilistic argument used to estimate the number of active, communicative, extraterrestrial civilizations in the Milky Way galaxy. It was developed by an astrophysicist, Frank Drake, not to quantify the numbers of civilizations, but to stimulate scientific dialogue at the first scientific meeting on the search for extraterrestrial life in 1961. So this shit's been around forever. And then the other approach we were going to talk about, or we are talking about, is the Fermi paradox. This is one is more of my... I like to think about this one more. This one opens up more of like a... You can think more on it. Like the Drake equation is cool. It's a math equation, you know? The Fermi paradox is more interesting to me. It's another approach, but this asks if there are a significant number of extraterrestrial civilizations, why haven't we detected any signs of them? This suggests that the number of civilizations may be lower or that they don't last long or that they're not communicating in ways we can detect. I was recently watching a TikTok and my brother sent me a bunch of whale, orca, killer whale TikToks. And we don't know how they communicate across vast oceans, but they do. So that would be kind of like this. It's like maybe they're communicating. It's just something we can't hear because we can only see with our eyes a small percentage of the infrared spectrum. So there's a lot of shit going on. We just can't see it because our eyes aren't developed to see that. So imagine that just with hearing where they're communicating on some shit we don't even know about. We can't see it or detect it. And none of our instruments can because we don't know what to even look for. So that's one of the reasons. The paradox, the Fermi paradox is a question originally posed by physicist Enrico Fermi and Michael Hart 
who noted that there, if there are a significant number of technologically advanced civilizations in the galaxy, then it would be expected that the Earth would have already been visited by extraterrestrial life. And this is what we're seeing in the news now. Like Apparently, they've been visiting us for a while, and we've just been kind of covering it up. The paradox, who's named after the scientist Fermi, famously asked, where is everybody during a conversation about the possibility of intelligent life beyond Earth? This question highlights the contradiction between the high probability estimates for the existence of extraterrestrial civilizations, such as those resulting from the Drake equation, and the lack of evidence for or human contact with extraterrestrial civilizations. Different solutions have been proposed to explain the Fermi paradox. And this is where it gets kind of a little bit wonky. So we're going to walk through these. The rare earth hypothesis, number one. This suggests that the origin of life and or the evolution of life requires a host of very specific, improbable conditions and hence is extremely rare in the universe. This is saying humans, us alone, we're the most rare thing in the entire universe or in our galaxy so far. It takes like a very specific setting of ingredients to make a human, let alone make us as smart as we are, that we can even just go to space or communicate, send signals out. Like the probability of that is super, super rare and low that we're we're the only ones that have gotten this far yet. So speaking of getting this far, this next one sounds fucking terrifying to me. This is the... (laughs) This one, it's, I would like to think, I'm going to to say it and then I'll explain afterwards. The Great Filter. This posits that at some point from pre-life to type 3 civilizations, a type 3 civilization is a civilization that can harness the energy of an entire, entire galaxy, that there is a barrier or a filter that prevents them from advancing further or encourages self-destruction. This filter could be something like a global catastrophe or the inability to develop interstellar travel. So this one is kind of like everyone's progressing, progressing, and then along the along the lines of evolution, like things die out either by natural causes or let's just say we killed them like we extincted the fucking um the fruit loop bird whatever bird that is um but yeah like we we make animals extinct we've done it or there's other reasons for like the dinosaurs got hit by an asteroid so the great filter is saying that eventually every civilization hits this wall that they can't get through so like we don't know if we've hit it or we're gonna hit it eventually and blew past it it's saying that according to this theory civilizations can't get through this filter like we either blow ourselves up or we just run out of resources and we don't find a way to travel outside of our solar system galaxy to find more resources and spread or we do but we don't do it efficiently so this is it's kind of a dismal way to look at it like either we're heading towards something that's gonna we're gonna kill ourselves or we blew past it and we're gonna about to hit another one because as you keep going up in this theory it, as you keep go like continuing progress as a species there's going to be different tests along the way that either you as a civilization overcome or you don't and you're going to end up dying because you can't live so like i could see one coming up where we're going to run out of resources like the the earth is finite you know like yeah we can regrow trees but not at the rate we're cutting them down um eventually i'm talking like millions of years down the line like we're gonna run out of water you know like you know what i mean like we're gonna run out of this planet is we're gonna run out of stuff eventually so like the ways to overcome that is either finding 
ways to repro- like reproduce it or recycle it. That's like a that that would be like a barrier. Like if we've never figured that out, then we would obviously be dead. So say let's just say like a hundred thousand years from now, like we're running out of we're running out of fucking stuff for the planet. If we don't figure out a way to go to another planet or figure out a different way to how to live our lives, then we're just gonna die. And that's part of the great filter is that we just don't we just don't get through it. You know, like you just don't. And then the, the the civilizations that do succeed get past that that filter. So and we can't tell if we've even been through it or we're coming up to it. So it's kind of a good one to think on. The third one is the zoo hypothesis. This proposes that we are intentionally being isolated, like animals in a zoo, by alien civilizations. The isolation could be due to a universal culture or legal policy that avoids contact with underdeveloped civilizations. This is similar to that movie Contact with Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey. Um, good movie where these aliens do see us and they're like, hey, there's people on this planet. And they're like, fuck that. Like, don't go over there. They don't know what they're doing yet. Or they're just treating us like we treat animals in a zoo. We lock them in a cage. Don't let them go too far and just keep an eye on them. You know, throw them a bone every now and then, which kind of seems like it's completely fucked up. But how would you even know that's happening anyway? This sound, it's honestly sounds like something a flat earther would say, but that would be kind of wild to fe- like to find out one day, like if aliens aliens come to visit and they're like, hey, we've been watching you since like 1500. Like we've been watching, you know what I mean? Like we've been watching you since you guys said Jesus walked and we're just like, you guys aren't ready yet. We're just going to keep an eye on you. We've been, we've been keeping you like enclosed from seeing what's going on. That sounds a little more fucked up because then at that point they would be extremely further down the line and technology than we are so we'd just be fucked anyway but that's assuming they're evil they could just be really nice and be like let's just let them do their thing you know like they're having fun and they're just doing what they got to do so that's the zoo hypothesis number four is they are here unobserved this solution suggests that the extraterrestrial beings have visited earth or in the process of observation but we have not been able to detect them I mean, that's just, they're here, we can't see them, they walk among us type of thing, and they're just watching. They're Or they're staying further enough away to we don't see them, and they're coming in, they're, you know, abducting people, and then we don't believe the people that got abducted, stuff like that. So they're here, but they're staying out of sight, and they're just keeping an eye on us. It kind of seems what it is happening, but whatever. And then number five, the transcension hypothesis suggests that advanced civilizations invariably leave our universe, perhaps for the singularity of a black hole. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> uh, this suggests that the advanced civilizations invariably leave our universe. Oh, it's saying like, they're like, all right, well, we don't need to be here anymore. This is stupid. This is a dumb universe. I'm assuming at that point, they're like, there's other universes out here. This one sucks. Let's get out of here. And they fucking fly through a black hole, but they have the technology to do it. They're not just launching Matthew McConaughey into one. They actually know what's on the other side. So that eh, seems kind of a little far-fetched to me. Six, communication is too difficult. This one, this is, um, what's the Occam's razor? Whatever is the easiest answer is usually the, is that the, no, that's, uh, this is Murphy's law. Occam's razor. No, Occam's razor is the, uh, whatever is the easiest answer usually is the right answer. So the communication is too difficult. It may be that separate, that separate civilizations have no practical way to communicate or space travel might be too difficult. Civilizations are just too far in space or time. So this one kind of ties into the, the rare earth hypothesis like maybe there are and we're just way too far apart and we have no idea how to communicate with each other and we're just sending signals that'll never get there and by the time they do we'll probably be blown up um and we're just too far apart like we're or we're just too either we're the smart ones and other civilizations are the dumb ones or 
we're the dumb ones that they don't want to talk to. Like, we wouldn't talk to ants. You know what I mean? So like maybe that could be it. But yeah, it, may, it just might be like it's just too difficult. Like we don't know how to do it yet. We can only go to the moon and we've sent some shit to Mars and sent like Voyager 1 and 2 outside of our solar system. But like other than that, like we're not really efficient at traveling yet or sending signals out. So maybe they just haven't. We just can't do it yet. So that's probably the most likely thing. Um, there's more to the Fermi paradox, but they get it just gets too wild. And, you know, no one wants to hear all that. Um, we just don't know yet why we haven't detected extraterrestrial civilizations. It's a question that continues to drive the search behind beyond life on Earth. So to recap, we got the Drake equation saying, here's an equation saying if, if we're one solar system and we're in the habitable zone, that means there must be other ones. And then you just multiply that out and you're like, there's got to be millions of civilizations. The Fermi paradox is saying, if they are all here, where the fuck are they? And why haven't they contacted us yet? And then it's giving you solutions to why, if the Drake equation's right, why haven't we been contacted yet? And it's got to go through all those. The zoo, um, where they're just observing us, or they're just not talking to us because they think we're dumb and there's no reason to talk to us, or we're just very rare and we're the only ones here. So, but let's just say, for example, you turn on the news right now. You're listening to this. Appreciate you guys listening, subscribing. Don't forget to like and share. And you come across it and it's like, there's an alien land. There's a spaceship literally just landed in Central Park. Not to sound, you know, too fucking why would an alien land in america like why not land in africa but let's just say it lands in central park it lands for everyone to see everyone can see this thing it's central park you know city that never sleeps and um they're like yep aliens are here now and it's like what do we do right so there's actually guidelines and stuff that like nasa and the un have come up with but they don't even know what would happen either like they're just speculating so here's kind of what would happen science would take a bow they'd be like yeah this is all our idea so it would be a monumental event for science potentially leading leading to new understandings in the field like biology physics and chemistry it could challenge our understanding of life itself including what conditions are necessary for life and how diverse life can be and then religion responses from religious communities would vary some would see existence of extraterrestrial life as a challenge to their beliefs while others might incorporate it into their existing framework um, many religions have done this before and adapted their beliefs to match science. So I feel like religion would be out the door probably immediately, or people would start to worship these things because it would be as if like, it would be wild. It would just be like the craziest shit in the world. Uh, politics and government, the political implications are hard to say what would happen. Uh, the event could lead to greater international cooperation as countries came together to respond. However, it could also and would likely cause lead to conflict, especially if resources or safety are perceived to be at risk. The role of individual governments might change, but it's unlikely they would cease to exist altogether. So we'd still have governments. And I feel like we'd fight because that's what we do. We always fight each other and be like, it's my alien. No, it's my alien. And like it landed in New York. So it's America's. And everyone else would be like, no, that's not fair. It's just randomly pick that spot. And like, no, we picked it because we're the best. And people would fight. That's what we do. Uh, the social and cultural impacts would be profound. Knowledge of extraterrestrial life would lead to new philosophical and ethical questions. It could change how we see ourselves as a species and our place in the universe. The economy would change depending on the nature of the alien contact. There could be economic impacts. For instance, new technologies or information could lead to economic shifts. So this is all the stuff like NASA and the UN would be worried about, like off the rip. Like there's like these top five things are going to be different and 
they would immediately try to get a hand handle on what's going on with these because we're very self-involved. But it would also change depending on the nature of the extraterrestrial life and the manner of their arrival. Peaceful, communicative beings would likely have different impacts compared to hostile or non-communicative aliens. The current protocols for an encounter with extraterrestrial life have been developed by SETI, which is the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence Institute, established in 1989 and last revived, last revised more than a decade ago. These protocols mainly focus on sharing discoveries with the public and have a broader and the broader scientific community. If confirmed alien contact were to occur, the protocol's primary advice for scientists is to seek instruction from the UN or another governing body. Pretty much they're gonna ask the UN and more than likely the US, because the US has to be involved in everything. So basically what NASA and UN says is we have to, they would hesitate to establish communication, but that won't last for more than like five minutes. Like they're going to be like, no one talk to it. Good luck. Because you're going to have people running up. To, I swear to God, you're going to have people running up to that thing. And at, at that point, it's it's going to be chaos. Like there's, you can't, you, you just won't be able to control it. Maybe I would say like in um, the day the earth stood still, they kind of like cordoned off the area and we were pointing guns at it right away. So I'd say eventually that would happen like within like the first hour. But at first, like people are going to be taking pictures and it's going to be chaotic. So that would be kind of wild. Again, I said this the other day on, my, on the other episode, like I'm looking forward to that time. Like I'm watching, the, I'm not going to work. I'm not, I'll be glued to my TV when that happens. Or if it's close enough, I'm going just to see what this thing's all about. And then wrapping it all up, do I think aliens exist? I would say they have to. They got to exist. There's nothing... The universe is too goddamn big. Unless this is all a sham, which we can get into later. Like, just looking up at the, at the sky, you're like, at night, like, you look up at the stars, it's, like, it's too fucking big for it to be empty. And if it's empty, what a waste of fucking time. What a waste of space if it's empty. I just can't see it being empty. The one that I, I want to believe in is the... In the Fermi paradox, the the great filter sounds. It makes sense, and it sounds like that's what's happening because every that's how like all these like you have the industrial revolution, you have the Renaissance period, you have all these periods where like we figure something out, and then we have like a two hundred, three hundred thousand year stretch of the way we change doing things, and then we continue. But imagine if we never got past one of those points. Like imagine we never found fire as like cavemen. We never we never discovered fire. You know what I mean? Like we wouldn't get past that point. So. That's basically what's going on. That's just evolution in a nutshell. But I like to believe that's what's going on. I would hate to think it's the zoo theory where they're just watching us and being like, keeping them over there, you know, like put a screen in front of them so they can't see all the shit that we're doing behind the sc- behind the scenes. They'll never get that far. Just keep them at bay, basically. Don't let them get too out of control. And if they blow themselves up, they blow themselves up. That's a fun one to think. However, it's more likely that it's just the communication's too difficult. So they are out there and we just haven't been able to communicate with them directly. Um, they probably hear us. And that's what I think they are here. I think they are. there are aliens. And the evidence alone just suggests that they're here and the governments have just been hiding it. Or they're just, we don't know what these fucking things are. They're flying around. We don't know. So there's definitely something going on with that. Um, but yeah, there's just too much. The Las Vegas thing is still going on, which is mind blowing when you is now because people are sharing their videos of it and they're like, here's what I saw. And they're the, um, the ring cameras that are in the neighborhood picked up the sound of this thing crashing. And there's other videos of this thing streaking across the sky and crashing. So, I mean, they gotta be, something had to have happened. You know, this isn't what, this isn't like it, 
it was like a little paper airplane that or cardboard airplane someone flew off their roof you know like, this thing shrieked across the sky and crashed if it was a plane it was a plane but why not just say it was a plane but there was no fire or anything it's a, there's just a lot of evidence there that hasn't been released yet and looking forward to it i don't want to be the alien guy but it's just fun to talk about and it's something that i'm kind of looking forward to seeing happening because once it happens it, it's you can't go back from it you can't put that toothpaste back in the bottle so um yeah it's gonna wrap up the special investigative report the sir on aliens um i've noticed the numbers um have been going up so people have been more people have been downloading and listening um i don't i don't know if substack tracks spotify and apple i gotta look into that but i know people have been subscribing to spotify and apple just because i'm getting notifications of it but i don't know if the numbers that i'm reading off of substack or numbers from all the platforms or just substack alone but either way going up in the right direction so uh this is gonna wrap this one up it's been it's been fun hopefully got your third eye open because this thing these things are coming and we're gonna be here for it so Either they're going to find us or we're going to find them eventually. But that's going to wrap it up. Um, Maybe I'll do another episode tonight, like a normal one. It doesn't have to do with aliens, but we'll see. Because aliens are always fun to talk about. But if not, enjoy your Sunday. Let's get this fucking week done.